Welcome to Content with Content, a podcast where we talk about different content creators and what we like about them and what we don't like about them. I am Brent, first try, Sorgan Free, and with me as always is Oliver, Luck of the Gab Books. <laughs> if you know me at all, I can assure you that Luck of the Gab is not something I possess. It's We'll get into it in a little bit. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We release a new podcast every Wednesday. Um, if you like this, please hit the subscribe button. Yeah. Um, or follow us if you're doing the Spotify. Yeah. So Matt McMuscles was on, or Super Eye Patch Wolf showed up on Matt McMuscles' channel this week. And I was okay. like, Oliver's told me about that guy. He's got a cool accent. Irish, I believe. I think so. Yeah. United Kingdom. And. Matt McMuscles feels a little bit like me, where a lot of his special guests... He's American. Um, that feels weird to say. I don't know why. But he's American. And yeah, a fuck lot, those guys. A lot of the, the special guests he has on are people from the United Kingdom. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I know. Um, again, I, I just appreciate a good collab. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago where I I just went looking for Super Eyepatch Wolf in my mother's basement collabs. Yeah, and he, the way that he set it up where it was like, it's my favorite Irish, he's Irish. Yep, yeah, I thought so. Because yeah. he, he said, my favorite Irishman, and I thought I knew who he, was talk- who he was talking about because he's had Irish people on that I'm very, very familiar with before. Mm-hmm. And they said Super Eyepatch Wolf, and I was like, that's the guy Oliver's been telling me about. Yeah! What did you think of that content? I like half watched. I was doing some other stuff. It sure. was it was Matt McMuscles presents somebody else, and he sure. seemed fine. I didn't. He, he sprinkles him in a little bit. It wasn't a whole lot of him in the video. It was a lot more business as usual with special guest star. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I I, I like. I know Pe- that's kind of how Peebs does does his uh, cameos as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. I don't know, like a 70-30 split. Yeah. Um, what is what is Matt McMuscles? I don't even know. Is he, it wrestling content? No, he he's similar to Peanut Butter Gamer. He does the What Happened series, which is what I am most familiar with, where he talks about game developments, games that were supposed yeah, to be Yeah, you've told me about that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Or similar to The Completionist, where it's it's he'll do a deep dive into a game and tell you the story behind the development of it. Gotcha. And then he also does some other stuff, but I'll save that for if we ever do an episode about him. <laughs> sure. Um, so anyway, this week we are talking about Braille skateboarding. Hit the music! Don't. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, uh, Braille skateboarding. Uh, how did you... What's what's your story about your relationship with them? I, um... It, the algorithm and its infinite wisdom... Su- oh, hell. Yeah, suggested it to me about four years ago. Oh, wow, okay. Give or take sure. a little bit. Um, I remember, because I watched them fairly regularly for about a year, and then... Around the time that a guy who may or may not have been in videos you watched, Lance, left was about the time I fell off. Okay. And then I saw him on the YouTube Shorts thing. Like, I was... Oh, yeah, that's that semi-new thing that seems like it just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, and I've been really enjoying that thing, actually. Um, Cool. 
I have not dove in at all. Yeah, it a lot of times uh, when I open up YouTube on my phone, I'll what the, they do a really good job of curating to me three things that I wanna I'm probably gonna click on, which means I'm gonna go through the whole list of fifty that's there, <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> swipe and skip stuff. But yeah, I was swiping through and I saw Braille, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I am still subscribed to them, but because I haven't watched any of their videos, they don't get recommended to me. Sure, very sure. Regularly, and then I went back and kind of fell in love all over again. It's a little weird because it it's some of the same people from way back in the day, and yeah. some new people, and it's still kind of the same content. But sure, I don't know. They they make skateboarding slash goofing around videos. <laughs> yeah, like any they'll they'll skate in air quotes pretty much anything with wheels so sure i on the way over here i was thinking that you were going to be talking about um sports wheels this whole episode oh yes sports wheels uh, i'm of uh, no i played tony hawk 3 that's fine okay objectively one of the worst ones but that's the one i played okay and there i got stuff i've researched about this or researched yeah yeah <laughs> i hear you i'm the same um, um but what, what's your first impressions of the channel I liked it a lot, honestly. Uh, so, I, I it wasn't a perfect channel for me. Um, I do feel like I, as far as the production goes, I thought it was pretty pretty weak, uh, quality wise, um, specifically audio quality, because they're a bunch of very jovial, like loud guys, mm-hmm. um, which. I normally wouldn't have a problem with, but it appears that they're doing most of their filming with iPhones and cell phones and stuff. Okay. Uh, and so when whoever is doing the filming goes, woo, <laughs> it just, it gets, it gets super like <laughs> and distorted. And that was pretty distracting for me. Um, mm-hmm. I did most of my watching at my studio. So, I mean, it's one of those, I feel like if I was watching on a cell phone or in most other contexts, it wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't bother me or I would probably maybe wouldn't even have noticed, but just the way things worked this week, I was doing my homework at the studio desk. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's kind of my only qualm. Um, and a little caveat with that, they do have a road mic on like a fancy camera is their main shooting camera. Oh. And I know if you go back approximately a year, the they didn't have lapel mics. Uh-huh. And so it's really echoey. Oh sure, sure. Volume-wise and it's it's not perfect, but it's it's I would say better than it used to be. Sure, sure. And I I think it, that's the weird thing it didn't sound bad it was just like the really big like when something awesome happened and then it would just like and then it would like do the the little crackly thing yeah and th- i'm being really nitpicky to be honest with you because i really had a fun time and i'm not someone who enjoys skateboarding just offhandedly it's not like my thing or anything yeah um i have a very adverse reaction whenever pop punk comes on <laughs> <laughs> um but don't go to my Spotify. <laughs> For example, every time my girlfriend wants to annoy me, she puts on Blink One Eighty Two. Nothing what, against it. It was very. It was just overly trendy when I was learning about music and coming up as a musician. Before we turned on the mics, we were talking about I 
this week I was listening to a, a podcast called Stand By Your Band and they were talking, it's an old episode now, but they were talking about Sublime and I had the realization that Sublime is really, really, really bad music. Um, yes. And to to be honest, Blink-182 was my favorite band when I was in high school. I That tracks. That's about the right time period. Yeah, and a lot of it's real hard to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I and I don't know why I've never like, I because I I think my thing is I tried to get into it when I was like eighth or ninth grade. Mm-hmm. It was like Blink One Eighty Two, uh, CKY, Him, all those bands. Some of those are not pop punk, right? No, no, I, I know, I, but the, skate, skater genre, skater music, kind of blunt. Yeah, but then I lived in the country, like out of town, so I never got a chance to like. And like gravel everywhere, nowhere to skate. So I had a couple of skateboards and I could never learn how to ride them or do anything with them because I didn't have like, it wasn't a social thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like I played a lot of Tony Hawk at the time and I really liked the idea of it. Yeah. And so I think there's maybe like some psychological, like a psychological disconnect between association with the music and then like mm-hmm. also associating that with like kind of like social disappointment. So that's way uh, heady right yeah um so more analyzed than it probably even deserves to be but um i all of that aside i really i i'm not huge into skateboard content just it's not something i'm drawn to but these guys were really fun to watch yeah they they so let's back up and go and do a little bit of the history because i watched a video on youtube about the history of the channel oh cool so Aaron Cairo is the guy with the big nose who the main dude yeah, the yeah, old, yeah. the old man yeah <laughs> who's what like thirty three he's thirty seven I think oh yeah um <laughs> so in two thousand five he started putting his skate videos on YouTube and okay. apparently at the time that was a no no because skate tapes were like a thing like you didn't you didn't just give away your cool tricks you put them on a video that was released by a skateboarding company and then somehow made money or, I don't know, profit. Interesting, sure. Um, but he did that. He put a whole bunch of different stuff on there and then found out that the stuff that was doing the best on his channel was tutorial videos. Oh, sure. And I saw a ton of the... I, when I sorted it... Sorry to interrupt. When I sorted it by the most played... Yeah. It was like mm, 75% tutorial videos. Yeah, he's kind of... He is the skateboarding equivalent of like cooltabs.com mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. learning how to play. If you want to learn how to play music, right, right. That's, that's how I learned how to terribly play bass. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did that. And then slowly his channel, like he was 2005, is like ground zero YouTube, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but eventually they built up and built up and built up and they, they, branched off into different stuff and they be i don't know i got her on board around the time they got a million subscribers i know because they when they got the diamond plaque or whatever plaque you get for a million yeah they drilled holes into it put trucks on it and skated it (laughs) and i remember watching the video um and then it expanded to be like they're from the san francisco bay area and Mm -hmm. fremont is i think the skate park that they go to um And again, when I started watching, they were at that park all the time. And there was a rotating cast of characters that you would see in the videos. Fetty Potter, 
Carlos Lastra, Lance, I forget his last name, but he used to be the guy behind the camera. Gabe Cruz, who is the luck of the gab. Oh, okay. Um, is, that's what they say, but like if you need an extra bump. Uh, <laughs> before like extra luck before your trick oh sure yeah um kelly wakasa was a guy back then he's not as involved with the channel now um nigel ryan jones is the black guy mm-hmm. <sighs> i don't mean to be but he's yeah. the yeah um and they were doing that and then they got Apparently there was a really cold winter in, which seems weird because we're in the middle of a Minnesota winter right now. <laughs> it is negative four degrees right now. Yeah, um, but it was Fahrenheit. a really cold winter there, and so they ended up renting out a like a, a space in a warehouse district, and they built a skate park in there, and now that's their main gig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I saw a bunch of videos and like that, and yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting yeah and they they did a bunch of they did wacky stuff like back in the day before they had that he aaron skated a glass skateboard and dropped in and it broke I, it was yeah glass <laughs> shocking but they have a, a you make it we skate it series where people will send them weird stuff i saw one where they just did an elmer's glue board or a board with nails in it um, <laughs> they have a lot of drift trike content which is actually really cool they're pretty good at doing tricks on drift trikes interesting yeah i guess i didn't yeah. i missed that that side of the content um and yeah i don't know and they also do just regular skateboarding stuff they'll feature skateboarders they, they had one recently or recently i don't i don't know when it was but andy anderson or andy aronson I don't know some dude from Canada who's okay. like 21 years old and is amazingly good at freestyle, which is flat land skating. Okay, and that's the main dude. I, I'm gonna Aaron just, Cairo. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, Aaron. All right. Um. Yeah, Aaron. That's his bag too, isn't it? Like flat land stuff. Yeah, he's a street skater. He's he never got picked up by a company. Like the history video I watched about him went into. You can be a sponsored skateboarder, which means you get free stuff from a skate shop, and you can be a pro skater, and a pro skater means you compete in competitions and win money. Right. And he never got to that level. So he was sponsored but not pro, or neither? Yeah. and Okay. Or he He's sponsored. He still introduces himself as a sponsored skateboarder from the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. But he's not a professional interesting even though he that's his full-time job because of youtube yeah he's a professional youtuber i guess it's it's really kind of weird to think about like this guy he they they have five million five point two or three million subscribers on youtube (laughs) yeah and he is probably one of the most famous skateboarders that like random people could know as a result of that yeah man absolutely well and the funny thing is too okay so on that note kind of um the i i watched a ton of videos of them at bob bernquist's mega ramp yeah um and then watching i mean granted it's his mega ramp so watching bob bernquist like do the stuff on it Mm -hmm. was they kind of made it seem like he was way better than them he kind of is. He he was in the first Tony Hawk game, and he's still like competing right. at a high level. Mega <laughs> Ram, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, which it it was just it was a weird sensation to be 
to get this feeling that like I'm watching a bunch. He didn't make him seem amateur. Well, I I don't exactly know the feeling, it, but there was like it almost felt like, but it was more I I could relate more to them than I could to Bob Burnquist. Yeah, which is fair. As someone who doesn't know what the fuck to do on a skateboard and would just fall over, mm-hmm. um, but it was inter- like an interesting thing. And granted, I understand that Bob Burnquist is mega celebrity status for them, and like it's like if I were to meet, I don't know, uh, Dave Grohl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, actually a really good comparison. Because. Yeah. Um, I mean Bob Burnquist. It, it it's it was weird to think about the the f- famousness of skaters. Yeah, because it's like I can name Bob Burnquist, Tony Hawk, Bucky Lassick because he was one of my favorites in Tony Hawk One. <laughs> nice. Rodney Mullen because he's like maybe the greatest skater ever. Sure. Um, in a technical the dude invented the ollie (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) nicely done so he you know he's he's up there and then is he like this is gonna sound really lame uh is he what lords of dogtown was like kind of about he was he was a young kid around that time okay like those guys i not super familiar with it i'm you know i've watched stuff 10 years ago about it. Right, right. Um, but, like, he's kind of a contemporary with Tony Hawk, and those dudes were younger kids when that stuff was going on. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's fascinating, man, the, the history of skating, because it's such a young sport. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it, it is crazy to, to, to think the guy who invented the trick that almost every trick is based off of now is still alive and still skating and still able to do crazy cool stuff. Right. Speaking of that, weird, very quick tangent, John Green told me recently that the guy that invented stereo headphones is still alive. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) But you got to think, like, how old is that technology really? Right. No, it did not vary is the thing. And yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. Um, Well, anyway. So Braille, um, yeah, they. A weird thing about Aaron Cairo is, it's not a weird thing. He is a Scientologist. No. Yeah. Oh no. And so around the time that I got into the channel, there would be sponsored ads on top of their videos by Scientology things. (gasps) By Aaron Cairo, (gasps) big upping Scientology. Oh no. And like I'm not. I don't think it's any more, it might be a little bit more ridiculous, but it's not like a completely different ballpark uh, to a lot of other spiritual beliefs, in my opinion. Uh, I've seen enough documentaries where like they probably have a bunch of dirt on him and like Scientology is actually really culty and abusive. So I'm not pro Scientology. Okay. But like to me, that's it feels weird because it's, it's never brought up in his actual content. Like the only thing I ever saw about it was people say, Hey, he's a Scientologist and kind of move on. Sure. And that video where he's like, I'm Aaron Cairo and I'm a Scientologist and it helped me be a better skater. Um, (laughs) 
Josh. No, it didn't. <laughs> that's his testimony. Hey, more power to you, man. But uh, that's silly. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't know that anybody who is associated with Braille besides him is a Scientologist. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, it feels like a a neutral thing where it's like, yeah, that's a thing. But I can't really have an opinion because it's not being shoved down my throat. Right, right. And yeah, like my my opinion is of Scientology as a whole. Aaron seemed like a really wonderful guy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I dislike how that religion operates. I think it's abusive and gross. But it, I, I never I would never have guessed, you yeah. know, it, it didn't come up in any of the videos that I watched. Um, honestly, I just thought he was like. Bro skater David Spade. <laughs> I'm not a huge David Spade fan, but they kind of sound the same. His they, yeah, they have a he has an interesting voice. Yeah. Um and another weird thing is Gabe Cruz the I suppose he's probably Latino fellow in the video mm-hmm. who's usually operating the camera. That dude is yes. 22 and he's essentially like Whoa. he he went from they have a video of him doing his first kickflip or heel flip when he was 14 on the on their channel <laughs> and uh, i'm assuming around the time that lance left to go pursue different stuff mm-hmm. he stepped into that role and he it, from what i've heard apparently runs most of the channel like comes up with the ideas is in charge of the day-to-day shooting and the schedule wow. of videos that they make that tracks because i one of the videos that i actually i didn't like as much but i thought it was interesting was like uh the floor is lava oh yeah those are yeah and it's not the thing is it's not that i super disliked the concept but there's and this sounds so fucking pretentious because i am not a skater but there's this thing that they like the floor becomes not lava when they can like turn their skateboard sideways and put it between their heels or something and that is like a trick of some sort but it kind of seems like it defeats the purpose that's a weird nitpick yeah and to me that that some of their content is in the same way as i said last week with the completionist where Mm -hmm. it i feel like it goes on a little bit too long or sure i i don't watch all of their videos all the way through um, yeah, I, I found myself doing the same thing, which I, is pretty unusual for me. Yeah, and I feel like they have, yeah, <laughs> some clickbaity titles of stuff that I think I want to watch, and then I watch the video, and I'm like, I don't really, this is not for me. Sure, 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 sure. But they also, like, again, it, I think most of their content that I watch, it, it's like I have a good time, and I spend 15 minutes watching a video, and then I'm like, the next one pops up as a suggestion, and I said, yes, I would like to watch that. Right, right. Like, all the... Bob Burnquist. Sorry to go back to that, but that yeah, dude yeah. seems like... Like, on the I-want-to-have-dinner-with-that-dude scale, that guy is 10 out of 10. Like, that oh. guy seems amazing and awesome and full of insight and just... Like, the coolest dude ever. Yeah, like, not only a super, super nice guy, but also a f- insane person. Who, like, man, yeah. <laughs> I saw some of the stuff he was doing, and... Ha! Yeah. And it and it's crazy too because like being on a YouTube screen and granted like I've got a 40-inch monitor mm-hmm. so it like but it's like it's not anything like if you were actually there. I can't even imagine how intense that would be. Yeah, but I mean that dude's been skating. He's 
upper 40s, maybe early 50s. Sure. And he's been skateboarding for 30 to 40 years, probably. Yeah, which just makes him seem... It makes it seem more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, a, a suggested video, probably because of all the skateboarding content I've watched mm-hmm. recently, was Tony Hawk, about a year ago, did his last 720, and he at the time was 40 or 53 or 54 sure and he's like i i don't have the flexibility to do this though blah 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 something <laughs> something something i landed one about a year ago and it wasn't to the standard that i want it to be and so he there's a whole video a 10 minute long video of tony hawk landing a 720 huh huh oh <laughs> What happened was he did it on the wrong wall and there was like a cutout space in the vert ramp that he did and he went through that and like hurt himself. Oh, yeah. I actually, I saw a video where he degloved, like one of my advertisements was Tony Hawk getting degloved and it was for, oh. uh, what are those rings? Those, uh, the rubber rings that oh, are so yeah. popular. Yeah. Yeah. Sponsor us. Someone. Yeah. The, the rubber ring company, whatever the hell you're called. We'll, we'll give you a name if you send us a sponsorship. So, so what did you think of the personalities on the channel? Did you find yourself connecting with the other people that were in the videos? Honestly, Aaron was like my, like, because he's kind of the loudest and like the most Mm -hmm. present. Um, that was, yeah, that was kind of the one, although, uh. I really, I think his name was JD. He's like a kid. Oh yeah. He's like 12. Yeah. And I, man, like seeing the entire group being that supportive and then also like him being able to hold his own, like the highest Ollie challenge and he was like doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, there's something about that that really like it, I don't know if it tugged on my heartstrings, but I, I, it really made me feel good to see people supporting being supportive in that way. And yeah, our our producer is is telling me that uh, they also uh, she also liked the um, the JD the child. My dog actually really likes watching skateboarding videos, <laughs> which is weird to me, but she likes my, it. She likes it. My dog likes watching uh, farmers serenading cows with trombones. Mm. It's like very specifically. She's yeah, but they they do seem like a very um, positive group of people to be around, and it's they have some videos on their channel where where they will put a spotlight on other skateboarding crews. I think is the term. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, the the I forget the name of the team, but they had like kind of a lame name where it was like I I don't even I can't even think of it. But the they were playing a game of skate. It was the Braille team versus this other team. Mm-hmm. And the other team was like cheering and clapping and high-fiving after every trick oh. or mistrick. And the Braille team was like, man, why, we're not this supportive of each other. We should be more like these dudes. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of loving and supporting and uh, all that good stuff, I, th- I feel like there is maybe uh, an elephant in this room. There is. Yeah, uh, that uh, we should probably talk about. Um, because they fired a pedophile. They did. I didn't know that you were going to know that research. I, well, I, you brought up some controversy yeah. that had happened. And I was like, 
Well, you know, because we're no stranger to controversy talking about Mm -hmm. a couple of the past episodes specifically. The Yeah, anyway. um, And boy, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, um, I didn't do a whole lot of actual internet research. I saw a video that seemed to, in the, the fashion of Senior Legal Eagle, say this is the facts of what we know. Sure. Um, and I maybe saw a video from the alleged victim, like uh, the mother or the fourteen-year-old. The fourteen-year-old, like two camera. Uh, so what happened was Jason Semnel, Sem Semmel, Semnel, aka Fetty Potter, who is on the was on the Braille Channel. Yeah. About two months ago, um, got stopped and talked to by San Francisco slash Oakland police because he apparently raped a 14 year old girl. Right. Um, the video I saw said that he lied to the police and said that the, the day that the incident was supposed to have happened was the first time they met a different video or the same video presented like screenshots of text messages over Snapchat. Mm. Um, and his side of the story is that he asked her. She said she was 18. I don't know about... 20, I thought I heard. Okay. Still. But of age. Mm-hmm. Um, and it appears as if they had at least a small relationship. Uh, I saw yeah. something where they they sent pictures of hickeys on each other's necks. Ooh. Or, yeah. Um, Jesus. Man, there's no way he didn't think that she was the age that she was. Like, man, that's the like this is a very sensitive topic, and it just it makes me so sad. Um, and I to I can only imagine what's going through. Like, okay, for one, the victim. Like, fuck, man, that's that's incredibly intense. And then everyone in his sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I can't imagine that what it would feel like for the Braille guys to learn that someone who's been their friend, been mm-hmm. on their crew uh, for three three years has done this thing. Yeah. And it, it, I probably shouldn't. If it, he's a dude who I don't know that I, I mean, I don't know cause I don't know him, but it, yeah. if I was going to be like one of the Braille team is into hard drugs, it seems like it's that dude. Sure. Sure. He's got that weird neck beard. Well, neck beard, but the, his voice to me is, is reminiscent of people I know who have used heroin. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's against the law and he shouldn't have done it and he should have known better. Um, yeah, and I mean, I I feel like Braille handled handled it very well. Where they said, "Hey, this person is no longer affiliated with us," and I know that there, or at least I heard heard reports that the family has been harassed by fans of of Fetty. Oh my God! And that was assuming the video I watched was the actual victim. Was I don't know. It's it's these topics are very weird to be around or cause it, it, the video was, it felt like a very, uh, 
rehearsed answer from the the person who is alleged to be the victim. Right. Um, like a lawyer wrote it. Sure, sure. And which is probably the right answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but also if you're. I don't know how you make the internet not be assholes. <laughs> you don't. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, with the the Louis C.K. stuff that came out, I know people who are who have went to see him since that stuff came out, and mm. apparently he didn't do anything actually illegal, in air quotes. Yeah, but it was wrong. <laughs> yeah, and but, it, it like, Louis C.K. wasn't a person that was... I mean, he was on my radar, but mm-hmm. he wasn't... Um, my main comedian or a person I was a particularly big fan of. Right, right. So it was just like, okay, see you later. Yeah, right, right. Well, and th- but here's the thing. Cancel culture doesn't actually exist. There's no such thing. Yeah. Like, I, uh, for instance, Marilyn Manson right now is, like, clearly he abused uh, several of his sexual partners, and a lot of them have come forward okay. uh, recently. It's plastered all over social media. His record company dropped him. Hmm. Um, he's still going to be Marilyn Manson at the end of this, yeah. and I guarantee he's still going to be successful yeah, in his chosen field. I don't want to belabor this point because I've heard a lot of people talk about this a lot recently and the the one thing that needs to be said is cancel culture isn't a thing because if people are still willing to pay to see you you are not canceled right like the only people who have really gotten canceled are kevin spacey and harvey weinstein and other people have lost a lot of fans um as a result of stuff coming out but they're not canceled like right i assume that Fetty can have a YouTube channel if he still wants and people can find his content if he wants to continue making it. I'm specifically not going to search it out because... He's a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose it's only fair to say alleged. Yes. Leg- legally, you know. But it's, you know, it's like that bit... Uh, do you ever watch Letter Kenny? No. Yeah, I'm not even going to bring it up, actually. It's <laughs> allegedly. Uh, it, <laughs> allegedly is what... I had a friend who, um, when I was in the Navy, he, he had a security clearance and he, 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 he always said that he enjoyed saying, I can neither confirm nor deny that because yeah. it sounds like a yes. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I also enjoyed saying that when I worked at a treatment center. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, he wasn't, he's never been my favorite person. He's been a person that's associated with the channel and I don't. I don't miss him that he's gone. Sure. Um, they did, they have a lot of videos with him in it still. Because, um, mm. I mean, I think they they also have a whole bunch of Splinter channels, too. Oh, sure. Like Braille, Braille Skateboarding, I think, is their main channel. And they also have Braille Army, which is more of a... a like behind the scenes. Oh! More of just the guys who are skating stuff and they have a gaming channel and they have oh i kind of wish i would have seen any of that yeah and yeah let's just not say that part yeah um but yeah they also do really good at marketing like they kind of maybe bought revive skateboarding the company like it was its own company and they the braille skateboards and all of the people who skate for them, I'm pretty sure use revive skateboards. Okay. But that it's not, it's like they make wheels now, but nothing else, but the braille team still has boards and they, they still sell revive boards on their website. Okay. Like they're, it's crazy because they see 
Aaron or whoever is in charge of that channel seems so good at marketing stuff because yeah, if their website's got t-shirts, they got catchphrases on them, they have skateboard stuff, they have skateboarding tutorials, they have classes that you can go to the actual place and get trained by the people in the videos to learn how to skate. Neat. Um, we should get t-shirts. Yeah. They always tell people to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you know somebody who would like this podcast or Braille's podcast, you could tell a friend. Oh, yes. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's, I don't know. It, we're going to talk about them and the stuff that's kind of like this, but Dude Perfect does a similar thing. But okay. I, Dude Perfect feels a lot more like commercials their videos do sure sure and braille feels like a good time that's sponsored by themselves like like the yeah the, the vlog brothers their podcast recently became self they i forget the term they use but essentially they are their own sponsors yeah because they have all sorts of like really cool project stuff like the sock thing that they did yeah 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 yeah, yeah and so th- they get to promote what they want to promote and they don't they're not affiliated with anybody else and it feels like that same way with braille where it, it's like the good side of capitalism where they're making money but they're also trying to improve the community and and teach people to do things the right way yeah absolutely and i yeah that's that is what drew me to them is the the sincerity i think mm-hmm. um it just it really seemed like they were just a bunch of friends who were out to have a good time and support each other and have these like cool experiences um and it's cool that someone like aaron is able to just i don't know facilitate that yeah and and a weird piece of his backstory is he's from montana i think from like a, a nowhere no town sure and he back when he was like in high school got the county or the city or the state to give him money to build a skate park in his hometown or somewhere really, really close. So he's, he's a person who has always, or seemingly has always tried to give back to his community. Yeah. Oh man. I like that. I listened to somebody else who who says, um, every now and again, somebody will be like, Tom Hanks is just, he's just pretending to be that nice of a dude. And it's like, (laughs) he's pretended to be a nice dude for 40 years. I think that means that he's a nice dude, even if he isn't really. Right, right, right. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I, that kind of goes with the spirit of, of YouTube as we've kind of talked about, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that. It makes my heart happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm actually a bigger fan of more of the supporting cast people. Nigel Ryan Jones is one of my favorite of their skateboarders. He's the tall black guy. Yeah. Yeah. Watching him drop in on the mega ramp oh. was, I mean, like, it, I, so I remember I've been like cliff jumping into a uh, water before mm-hmm. and it like, I could relate so much to that sort of like, ah, I really want to do this, but like, ah, it's freaking me out. But then like, ah, and then you do it and how like exhilarating that feel. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And he's th- 30 feet up in the air <laughs> doing this thing. And, <laughs> and it's, it's weird because it's the same concept as going down a three foot tall ramp as a 30 foot tall ramp, but it's, it feels way bigger because people have gotten really, really, really messed up in 
doing mega ramp stuff right they did it the wrong way or they yeah if so i'm not like 100 percent sure but i feel like the thing with mega ramps i feel like i've heard this is that you can separate from the ramp and then you're fucked yeah and that's a lot a lot more dangerous when you're going up um i think bob bernquist in one of those videos was talking about where if when you're on the vert you like straighten your legs that'll push you away from the ramp and then you'll land on the flat bottom because the idea is you want to land on the transition between vert and flat and so it catches you and you ride it smoothly back down oh sure sure (sighs) yeah just get chills man (laughs) Uh, yeah i like him A, a guy who left under favorable circumstances is carlos lastra he he's small mexican guy with a mustache okay um and he i watched an interview that's a different channel did with him after he left and he was just like yeah dude it the go watch it for yourself if you really want to know but the the subtext of what it was it seemed like he was like i was working a lot there and i was becoming unhappy with my life because i was working so much and so i just had to leave but it wasn't like he's upset he doesn't seem upset or mad at anybody who is yeah. There. Yeah. Well, and I, man, I get how that, how that feels. Just not being it. Yeah. It's just a matter of perspective. Like, what do you value? And I know the thing with all these content creators is they put so much time into it. Like last week, the completionist, he detailed his weekly schedule and it's insane. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that these guys are too. Cause it's it, the thing with passion projects is that, um, Oh, maybe that. Let's just fix that real quick. Uh, can you like sh- push it in and shake it a little bit? Hopefully that fixes it. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna be an easy mark to find. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The thing with passion projects, and I've found myself doing the same thing in audio situations, is it's really easy to bite off more than you can chew and even if you're getting paid pretty good for it it's real easy to burn out yeah. from just doing too much stuff that's the hank green philosophy is is how he gets so much done as he says he overbooks himself and then he like panics his way through it <laughs> <laughs> man that resonates yeah i, I mean that's kind of how that's that's how i get with stuff too where it's like i've been putting this thing off and then eventually you just gotta be like ah like like the mega ramp you just gotta go <sighs> Let's do it. Yep. And yep. it's going to suck, but hopefully you'll get out and, you know, you'll have all your legs where they're supposed to be. Right. <laughs> Man. Yeah. yeah. The, the the one video I really had a problem with that they did, and this is Old Man Yells at Clouds thing, is sure. they got bird scooters, which is the equivalent of the Lime, the, you know, the public electric scooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They procured some of them from around their area then took them back to their skate park and like skated them like 22 year old kids would oh and kind of messed them up like they they were not concerned about the welfare of the equipment they were using sure sure it's like you guys are a little bit dicks right now for for that yeah yeah Yeah. i could see that that being uh well and it's just like a thoughtless kind of a thing yeah but like i don't know i'm sure that man 
I've ridden lime scooters. That shit's expensive. They, yeah. They're they're not hurting for money. And I'm not saying that justifies it, but I don't feel like bad for the scooter company. It just does seem thoughtless, maybe. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Bottom line is I think there's this is a weird like mixed bag channel mm-hmm. in in the sense that like I definitely, you know, have have some concerns and stuff, but as far like for how little I give a shit about skateboarding, I had so much fun watching this. Mm-hmm. So and that I just kind of is interesting to me as Yeah. Kinda, I was with um Dave. Mm-hmm. He had to, he had to go get his skis something something binding wax something something sure um (laughs) and the store that we were at had snowboards there and it had skateboards and it was like right when i was getting back into the channel and i was like i should spend a hundred dollars and get a real skateboard because the only skateboard i ever had as a kid was like a twenty dollar walmart one sure right right right. and because i've watched their channel i understand why that was like why it's harder to learn how to skate on that board because it's not going to have the right pop and you're not going to I mean, that's every, every time someone asks me what guitar to get, I said, I always tell them, spend a little bit of money and get something that's, you're going to enjoy using. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 34 now. It's like, I'm not going to learn how to skate. I'm like, I'm going to hit my shin once and I'm, it's, gonna, <laughs> it's going to be in the closet and I'm never going to use it. <laughs> yeah. But oh, I kind of yeah. want to learn how to ollie before I die, too. Yeah, that's the only thing I know how to do on a skateboard. Yeah. Yep. But if you go to braillearmy.com or download their app, you can learn how to skate, too. Yeah. And, and another thing that I... Okay, so this is like a weird double-edged sword. Uh, I think they did a really amazing job catering to youth who are trying... Like, I mean, YouTube is so full of people who are good at t- teaching people how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a really great job um, catering to kids who are, you know, doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, that does make Fetty's presence at all more problematic. Yes, yes. Um, stuff, like stuff and things about income, views, channel. Like I understand that deleting videos is probably not good for revenue. Yeah. Which, at the end of the day, I understand that they have to, but like, it probably probably would be a pretty good thing to get rid of some of the bigger ones, or ones that feature it more prominently, at least, at the very least. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, and I. Right. In, he is. He was an employee of the company, but he's not. He. I would. I would think it would be different if it was Aaron Cairo. Um, sure. Because he is so intrinsically linked with the channel. Sure, sure. Um, I I see the argument for doing it. I also see the argument of this guy did something that was very very wrong one time, and that's good. Like, I can see the the their their side of it. Of we didn't know this was happening. He didn't have a history, or we don't know that he had a history of doing this. Right. We found out that it happened and stopped and our relationship with that guy ended. So we're just going to let it lie. Sure. Sure. And it's, you know, um, yeah, there, uh, I recently watched uh, a thing about Shonen Jump and I guess one of their comics abrupted and, or one of their manga and abruptly ended because, uh, one of like the, the 
not the artist, not the illustrator, but the the person, the writer, uh, was like had, had sexually assaulted two women, mm-hmm. and like so they fired his ass. But like those count, those those mangas still exist. Yeah, you know? and so I I do I do understand that side of it. Um, it's just you know it's just unfortunate bottom line. Mm-hmm. But I think they're doing a great thing for kids. Yes. Seeing the tutorial videos, all that stuff makes me wish that it was around when I was when I was sort of wanting to try to learn how to skate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it's I mean, it's parasocial relationships or internet communities that can be wonderful and t- terrible on one hand or the other, right? Depending on the community and depending on the people within that community. Sure, um, sure. Speaking of community, I guess I didn't. Uh, you, as someone who has been a part of of or at least watching their videos for a long time, is their community any sort of way? I mean, I heard the uh, if the if the people from Fetty were like attacking. I, I don't think that the, I mean that can't speak for the whole community. I understand that. But. Yeah, I I'm not super engaged with the community. I don't read a lot of comments on videos. Sure, I just intake their content. Um, I'm again, I'm not learning how to skate. <laughs> sure, um, but so I don't know. I I don't stand by the people attacking victims. Oh yeah, and I'm and, sure that they don't either. Yeah, and it that's. That's one of the many things about this world that I do not like, but it's it's the way that it is because it, people don't understand things. It's easy to be an anon- anonymous internet asshole. Yeah, and it, I mean, there's things that I thought and said and believed when I was 15, 16, 17, 23 that I would be ashamed if there was a public record of them now. Um, yeah, like I used to be a libertarian. Fuck. yeah my stuff but you know like how do you make the internet not be jerks right right exactly and yeah it's just bottom line the internet is full of jerks and so i think instead of trying to control them just being as positive as possible is uh yeah and i mean i think the only thing i heard about it is that breo may may have released a statement that said hey please don't sure do anything with like let let properly appointed authorities figure this out and right we're just not you know and uh, and you know they're skateboarders they're not lawyers yeah this that makes sense like i i feel like them just being like ah no uh -uh." Mm uh-uh you know it it might not be exactly like the perfect way to handle that situation but there's no such thing as in this this situation so you know i uh, my overall impression man is i really enjoyed this channel i probably won't watch a ton of it just because it doesn't like but i could totally see myself like if i'm playing a video game or something ha- like just throwing it on mm-hmm. like a platform you know a game that doesn't have a ton of story or whatever anyway yeah yeah, yeah and i mean I, I do the kind of the same thing where it it's it's been on in the background a lot for me and yeah. every now and again a video comes up that i'll really get engaged with like their their drift right that and it does feature fetty a lot mm-hmm. but their drift strike stuff is really cool and interesting and I've uh, we can transition into what time we got? Uh, yeah, we're right about there. Um, so other stuff that is similar to this is a guy named Johnny Geiger. Okay. Who 
has been featured on the channel. He came up in my recommendations probably because I've been watching a bunch of Braille stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's from somewhere in the north part of Europe. Okay. Like Lithuania or one of the... L countries. Yeah, yeah. That has a weird name. Latvia, Lithuania. Yeah, and he he does the one of the series of his that I got really into is the insane tricks of Rodney Mullen. Like Rodney Mullen back in the late nineties and early two thousands was doing just like banana stuff. And this guy will learn how to do it in like steps and show the process. And oh. he, he does a really good job of with his editing keeping it interesting but doing like all of the fail attempts sure because his videos will be 10 to 15 minutes long of him figuring out how to do this trick and giving a little bit of the backstory which i mean i like history so yeah it should click with me but like as a result of watching the braille channel i found some other stuff that's been the history of skateboarding and it's just like wow that's amazing sure and sure these people are still around and most of them are still capable of doing impressive tricks on skateboards. Like he, that's crazy to me. Man, like, Cause I, I understand. Like it's, it's so young, but like, ah, skateboarding yeah. just seems so incredibly dangerous to me. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, yeah. but yeah. And then I, I have no idea what the the series was, but it's a pretty younger lady talking about like physics and sports. Oh, neat! And she did one about a trick that's called the impossible flip, which is where like the tail goes over where the nose was, and then it goes back to where the tail is. So it goes. And it's called the impossible because there's something about it that shouldn't work. Well, how physics work is if if you think of a hot dog it's a lot easier to like roll it the way right. that a hot dog is. Uh-huh. There's an, this axis, this axis. X, Y. Yeah. yeah. Or roll the way that it's supposed to go. Roll. Like a log rolling down a stream versus over end over end. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but because of the length of the skateboard to do it end over end is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Thus impossible. Like it isn't named impossible because of that. But in the video, Rodney Mullen has this like, Oh, and we call it the impossible flip. That's really cool. And <laughs> Rodney Mullen also seems like a really cool, chill 50-year-old dad mm-hmm. um, who's yeah. also, like, one of the most insane skateboarders ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, I feel like, as a whole, skateboarders have always seemed, like, the most v- chill professional sports people. Yeah. Like, the ones I would want to hang out with the most. Yeah. Um, uh, Dude Perfect is is similar to this in a gross douchey way kind of (laughs) (laughs) i I like i like that you take really hard firm stances on politics and i'm like dude perfect sucks and they're a bunch of jerks (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny and they're not i mean they make they they make the the nickelback of youtube content oh yeah 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 yeah. i understand that it's very manufactured and it's really just a commercial for something right 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 but yeah no i i know that i've come across dude perfect content i know that i have i've seen it yeah um honestly i don't really have a ton that's like this because this just it's so far out of my wheelhouse in the sense that like it's just like a bunch of dudes having a really cool fun time Mm -hmm. um I feel like there's something else that I learned the history of recently that's more of a niche thing, but I can't bring it to mind right now. Sure, sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that is even remotely the vibe of like a bunch of guys just having a good time is like the normal boots uh, madness uh, ranking challenges, which is, I mean, people arguing over which video game is better between two and it's like a tournament thing. Yeah. But it's the production quality is good, but it's just, it's just guys shooting the shit, you know? Yeah. Hot, hot ones, maybe? Like, yeah, that that feels like a little bit out of left field. I get where you're coming from, though, because it's not necessarily the content is the same. But the like, I feel like the vibe, if you like the vibe of these guys, Hot Ones is probably like, yeah, man. Yeah, it's real chill and and good. But also I have we'll probably do a Hot Ones eventually. Oh, God, we have to. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll save. We already ate the goddamn chip. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even nothing. Yeah. Fucker. <laughs> the jalapeno or the ghost. Haunted ghost pepper chip bag is hotter than the one chip challenge if you eat it all at one time. I had to drink a whole gallon of almond milk just to not keep crying. I didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was the weak. <laughs> I always think about that video when I, I take it and I'm like, it's getting a little hot. And then it just, it was hot and then it went away and I was fine. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, man, I don't know. For some reason, I thought you were having the same reaction I was having, uh-huh. it, and I was like, "I don't, I don't get what the big deal is." And you're, you're like, I look at you, and you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, it was strange. That was a weird time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I guess that's about time. But I, I, I was a. F- this was a fun one. Yeah. I, I appreciate it just because it's so. Uh, different than what i usually watch and um you know sometimes this didn't feel like homework yeah um so next week uh is my choice question mark yeah yeah, yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> uh i want to do super eye patch wolf okay i think he's a lot of fun and it's gonna maybe some of it's gonna feel like anime school but i think he's got such a mixed palette um you're gonna love his wrestling content I, I don't mind anime school. Like, I haven't had a problem with any of the anime stuff that we've done, but it's it's similar to kind of how you feel about Braille skateboarding, where it's left to my own devices. I'm never going to watch it. Right. But watching it, I enjoy it, and I, I appreciate their insight. Like, I, yeah. I like people talking about interesting stuff in interesting ways yeah well we'll do a music one soon um okay and yeah um but anyway uh, thanks for listening yeah if you have suggestions for us contact us on twitter we're at c with c podcast on twitter and tell us cool stuff you like and maybe we'll like it too yeah or send us an email to uh, content with content pod at gmail.com yeah. uh yeah we would love to hear from you and thanks for listening Bye. Bye. Wednesday. I've got like some, I feel like at some point we should do a couple of things i've got a couple of ideas mm-hmm. um so listeners stay tuned for for some interesting topics kind of in the future um maybe uh you know a number of topics that maybe won't couldn't be a whole episode by themselves that'd be a good idea